It was all a pipe dream Watching body boarding up on TV Deep at reef, watching tension repeats Eating bakery feeds at 18 Living the dream with no sunscreen Yeah, we were so keen Surfing Aussie pipe, buying Riptide Okay, welcome to another episode of Luke's Lounge here on the Riptide podcast. It's a bit of a different one today. We're going to recap the South American leg of the most recent um, IBC Tour events, I guess, um, as they opened up the 2023 calendar season. We're going to go back over Anna Fagasta and Arika. Um, with Anna Fagasta, we've got the women's, the juniors, the men's and the DK, and with Arika, just solely the men's. And joining on today's podcast is one of my good mates, Sean Gregory Cooper. How are you, sir? Yeah, brah. How you going, mate? Bloody good, man. It's about um, it's about due time to get you on here. We've been speaking about it for a while, and we've wanted to chew the fat, and here we are. Yeah, we're going to have to keep it a little bit more G-rated than our talks in the pool, mate. So let's do it. <laughs> I reckon so too, eh? And it's, yeah, it's good to um good to practice that too because i swear to god there's been a couple of customers have overheard us over the time so yeah <laughs> good, good to keep the head down when you can't i'm psyched yeah yeah okay sweet let's go with um anna fagasta let me start by reading out the actual winners of each division so i'll start with the pro junior final we had roger fushton anna fagasta yeah yeah, Antifagasta, sorry, Antifagasta. Please correct me on. <laughs> no, no, no. So that's basically, it's actually the second stop on the tour. There was a women's and a pro junior women um, event in Brazil. Oh, uh, yes, there was. Please excuse me. Oh, man, I can't even actually pronounce it. Wayne, bodyboarding pro. Um, so that was in April, and now we're up to Antifagasta. So let's go. This one's got one, two, three, four. It's got five divisions. So, a lot going on. Yeah, so there you got is. Five winners for me. Yeah, I do. So, with the pro junior men's um, final, we had Roger Fusherson and Brazilian. Um, no, sorry. So, Roger Fusherson was the Brazilian. Um, I was looking at another screen, and we had Michael Yancey as the Peruvian. The Peruvian came away with the win there, um, surfing very stylishly and opted out with um, a couple of rights in the final two, which was, um, oh, wow. you know, kind of un- unforeseen throughout the whole event. We had the Pro Men's final with Tristan Roberts and Tanner McDaniel, Tristan taking the re- the win there. The DK final, we had Dave Hubbard taking out Amore Laverne, which was also really good to watch, and, and Dave obviously just showing why he's tiers above the rest in that division. The women's final, we had Sari O'Hara taking out Neymar Carvello, the um, the veteran on tour. And, um, yeah. yes, Sari really nailed, nailed that one and continue on a, a great form over the last couple of years. And I've just got to get the women's pro junior up. So I had that women's on another page. Yeah. Bear with me with that one. Did you, um, did you watch the men's final, mate, the – and if I guess the oh, number. What? So I didn't, I didn't go through all of these events, all of the divisions. It was, there was a lot. Um, and, and obviously with the time difference, it's hard to watch everything. The, I went back to the re, like the, the highlights and then I watched the men's and the women's. The, the women's was, was good. The Neymar, she's like a, she's like the goat pretty much. She's been around for a long, long time. And she's in in the final again, so that's pretty cool. Um, but the 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 Japanese 
the lady, she surfed really well. She got a really good. Sorry. Um, yeah, like she did. A, she did a big roll, eh? It was sick. Was that on the much, left? I was on the left, and it was pretty much all she wrote in the whole final. Like it was a bit of a lackluster, like for waves. So, but you know, that they, they they surfed well for what was there. Like it was kind of it was getting to that point of the day, you know. Like it looked like the wind might have been a bit getting a bit funky in. Um, but but we should mention this contest, the Antofagasta. It was it was pumping, man. It was, wasn't it? Earlier, it really was. Yeah. Earlier in the in the contest was sick. It was big. I don't think I've ever seen it um, that big in the contest before. Have you? Yeah, well, and you've got quite a history over in Chile, Sean. Like, I know you spent a fair bit of time over there, man, and, and obviously Anna Fagasta being, like, one of the um, lesser <laughs> surf waves by yourself probably because of the standard of the wave. And that's only just giving credit to Chile's coastline because they do have so many yeah. incredible – Reefs, and we're not saying Anafagasta is a poor wave, but just from the standard of so many other waves on that miracle stretch there, um, it sure. probably doesn't measure up as much. But what's um, what, mm. what's your take on the actual wave itself? Well, I, I've never surfed Anafagasta. It, it, it there, there was always it was always like, oh, should we go to Anafagasta? And all the locals were always like, yeah, you can, like, it's fine. There's one wave there, blah blah blah. Um, and then when you're in a place like a Kike or, or, or even Arika. It's like, oh, I don't know if I'm going to leave. Like, it, it just, yeah, it was basically like that. And and most people were like, yeah, if it's on your way, you could go from Santiago to Antofagasta and you could stop there, surf some waves, go up to Iquique and then go from Iquique to Eureka and you could make it into a trip. Uh, I just never actually jumped off the bus there, that's all. But yeah. it looks sick. Like, I mean, the con- it's actually, it was a really good contest site, really, wasn't it? Um it, oh, and the way it's all set up with, yeah, like the scaffolding yeah. and the, um, sure. you know, and all the budget put behind it. I'm, I'm pretty sure, if not mistaken, that's the most, um, the biggest prize purse on tour. And um, it has the, yeah, the, that, the best that, backing. That, that and, and the Maldives, actually. I was just looking oh, before. Wow. The Maldives has got 70 grand. It is the, the highest. It's 75 grand. But um, it's that's great. So it's the number one stop on tour, basically. It's got the most points. Yeah, and it's so well supported by the community and the government. And it's so cool to see over in Chile and South America in general how much the community, um, you know, and the actual economy get behind bodyboarding as a sport. It just doesn't seem to happen in other parts of the world as much. So where does that money come from, do you know? It's a very good question. I I know they'd obviously be – they would have gathered together key stakeholders. They would have been – you know, there would have been a lot of sponsorship money thrown in. I think a lot of government grants, man, to be be perfectly honest, that prize purse, to me, usually – Oh, yeah, okay. Yeah, it makes sense. It's more money too because there's more divisions. So For sure. If you you compare it to Eureka, um, it's 30,000, but that's just one division when you've got – five in the uh, yeah this completely makes sense now um, yeah 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 it's so, so much different do you know what i mean i, I know i know I, I know exactly what you mean it is quite staggering when you look at all the other events but they've got the support there and it's working at the moment and um it seems to be getting bigger and better each year man going to the um men's final though and watching tristan go through the competition starting off a little bit scratchy um you know yeah. his lofty standards being the two times world champion but you could just see as every heat progressed, he was 
bringing his timing back in. He was utilizing the rights a lot with the, the, the sneaky ones that would shift through was where it was predominantly more of a left bowl. And, you know, if you got a good flip and a roll in or, or flip and a spin or barrel and flip, that was kind of your bread and butter. But he was making a point of difference to try and attack some of those rights, especially towards like the final um, few heats of the event where it really made um, it made a big difference. And, and you could just tell that he, he had his game face on in the final against Tanner. Oh, I mean, he surfs, he, he surfs like a world champion. Like he, he kind of like looked like he had his back up the, against the wall and he just keeps chipping away and coming back. It's like, it, it's like, that's the difference between a world champion and a, and a guy that's just surfing good. You know what I mean? He just, it was never over until it was over until the, the horn went. And, and, and he, and it, he did that. He did that in a Rika as well and just missed out. But, um, in in that final, like he went right at the very end, and also, like, well, what's he doing? And then, well, he won the heat. It was crazy. I know. Like Tanner would, know. Been, Tanner would have been tripping, mate. He would have been like, man, I got this in the heat. I got this in the bag. And then, well, <laughs> it was all over. I know, and that just shows how close it is up at the top. And correct me if I'm wrong. Tanner was the defending champion, was he, Nevada Augusta? Oh, I don't know. Uh, the, uh, I did. No, no offense, but this website is a little bit tricky to to, to go through. Um, oh, the IBC. I, I, yeah, yeah, like it's a bit all over the shop. Like even finding the the, the results of these last two comps was um, I had to dive in a little bit. But I I'd like to know that. I, I actually don't know who won last year, but I, don't, I, yeah. I do remember it. There's no way the waves were as good as this year. Like the waves, yeah. Were sick. Oh man, wasn't you could tell how how much more punch they had. Like a, a lot of the times um, that you look back on Anfagasta, great comp site, great facilities, great infrastructure put into it, um, and there's a really good vibe and 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 you know it puts on a smick event. But the waves sometimes don't deliver to the lofty standards, as we said before of Chile. So it's great to see that. Sure. Yeah, they got a bit of, of they got a bit of juice. But one thing you probably did notice in the comp, and I'm going to you know, not trying to turn to a negative point, but just possibly look at um, providing some constructive feedback. <laughs> like I, f- I would feel like the judging criteria um, and, you know, judging is a, is a, is a pretty personal thing and everyone interprets things differently. And, you know, it's, it's, it's hard to put your finger directly on what should be the criteria, but it seems to me at this current stage that you can perform a straight backy and look to get a seven or a seven and a half from like a one move maneuver. Mm. Do you know what mm. I mean? Where it's amazing and the best of them have it down down on lock. Like if you look at Tanner, if you look at Pierre, if you look at Tristan, they can all do them on lock, but it almost seems yep. to be taken away from the possible variety in the maneuvers that could be delivered. And Anafagasa does look like a hard way to do a lot of it, – it is made for a flip either way for sure but yeah they're kind of keyholing with the judging a little bit because it's they're rewarding with high scores and they can continue to do that but do we just want to see a straight takeoff to flip you know do we want to see like a pocket spin a half a half turn a drawn out cutty and then some air i know the wave doesn't offer as many sections as what i'm talking about but just for an example a straight backing getting a seven for me unless it's an amazing backy probably shouldn't really be awarded a seven 
Yeah, I, I think, yeah, you, you kind of hit the nail on the head there. Like, depending on the back, like if it was a, a special one, yeah. Um, it, 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 oh, man, that there was so many backflips in this in this event. It was crazy, especially towards the end of it. The, the, the start of the event when it was big, there was a lot of rolls, and that's fine because you can't really do much in those. It was it was solid. They were doing big rolls in these on these like really tall waves. You know what I mean? But then towards the that last day, it was just it had Bucky written all over it. And then, I mean, I I sent you a video. I remember of Amore doing a doing a knee invert. And it was fucking sick, man. Like, it was different. It was a really, really good invert. And it, like, I mean, it got scored, but I kind of almost would have separated it because with variety as well. Do you know what I mean? For sure. And it's the point of difference of like launching off a lip in a, in a, in yeah. possibly a more technical fashion there at Anafagasta because it isn't made for an invert. You know what I mean? You've got to manufacture it. And yeah. I remember that invert well, for man. Sure. He got lofty. Like he got up above the lip quite substantially. He, he went backwards. Like it, it was fucking sick, man. The way he did it. Like it wasn't a normal, just like it was, it was really um, like athletic, like the way he, bent his body <laughs> but it it i don't know like the speed and flow he had on that wave was insane and he got this he got a he got a pretty good score i think he got a seven but it was like it was a point of difference for me on everything else that i was seeing because every single other wave was a backflip man. and it was like i get it but there needs to be something else here like um i, I almost feel like i don't know how they could do it but it, it just needed to be mixed up at like be rewarded if you actually did mix it up but i don't know yeah do that no no dude i i fully feel you and it's been mentioned before by mitch on this exact podcast you know i don't know if um right yeah anyone can recall the exact part of the potty i'm trying to think back in my head now but you know i I asked mitch a question later in the 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 last half of the the potty because we had quite a lengthy one almost two hours and um he was saying that you know it'd be great the that if you could go to different waves on tour, which, you know, they're building on the IBC. And they've oh, got quite that's and, right. He was and, talking about Morocco and that too. Oh, for sure. And just like long point breaks and engaging your rail in and, you know, make, and not like they don't engage their rail at Eureka or Anafagasta, but, you know, in a different set and a, a different fashion, like drawing different lines. When you watch a surfer, say like Nate Florence, draw a different line compared to, you know, someone like just straight on the WSL who'd be surfing in a technical fashion compared to say Ryan Sewell, for example, at a um, South Coast wedgie reef, the lines he draws compares to someone who just surfs it on a fleeting basis. Like there's there's points of difference there and, and you should be rewarded for them and, and that would probably yeah. grow the sport even further because you could take it at different directions. And um, yeah, sure. like it, looking like at this, these comps... This, this, Repetitive. Like you and I are not like kind of bad about the riders here either, yeah, because it's like the the riders the, from the first round, you know, guys bust a few rolls and they get fives, and then all of a sudden, you know, all of a sudden someone does a backflip, and then it turns to a seven, and everyone turns their heads and goes, "Well, you got a seven for a backy, all right? Now I know what to do. I'm going to do a backy," and so it just goes from there, and. And then it kind of like stops there because that went too high too early almost. 
Don't you think? Like, if it got, if that score, like, it just depends on the backy too. Like, because some of the backies that um, Tristan does, are, they're perfect, really. He, he does them. He's got them on lock, man. It's crazy. Yeah, it is phenomenal to watch him do a backflip. And, and this conversation is not to take away from the skill that these guys are showing. Like, really, watching these last two comps, man, the, the level of bodyboarding has got higher and higher. And when we go into the Eureka comp shortly, like, you will definitely touch on, you know, the skill and technical ability that Tanner McDaniel is starting to bring to the tour. Like, you know, there's... For sure. There's some big leaps and bounds, but I mean, just going back to the judging with with those certain points, just a little bit of constructive feedback. It's just thinking about the variety, and it does say it in the criteria, but the the does points it? awarded, yeah, yeah okay. it does. It does say variety and all kind of stuff, and of course it would, but the points aren't really speaking that. You know what I mean? Like it's saying backflip, get your scores on your belt. Like this has been a a twenty year problem. The backflip, like. It, it's it's been scored high for a long, 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 long time. And, I, and you know, you do them right, that's fine. But it kind of – guys can do them so easily. It kind of stops them from doing something else that's more probably risky because they just want to win their heat. Um, but I, I think what we're trying to say is if you do something else that is technically very difficult, like an air reverse or something or an air forward – um, please reward it, man, because that then that will in, incentivize other people to do it. Man, to be perfectly honest, this might be one of the main aspects of why bodyboarding has plunged into the Great Depression as of the last 20 years. Maybe the perfection, <laughs> that, I mean, perfecting, sorry, the backflip has really, where we thought we were going steps ahead has actually put us a couple of steps back because now it's, it's made us stagnant. We just wanted that backy. We've just, it's been visual porn every time we've, we've seen it. You know what I mean? So now we need to just get off our high horse and, and realize there's light at the end of the tunnel and there's many more moves in the spectrum. Yeah. Yeah. And like, and I'm just saying like rewarded if it's done, like don't put it on the same level almost because you and I both know technically you did an air reverse out of the bowl. That's way harder than doing a backy, man. Way yeah. harder. Way so, harder. So like why is it score the same? Yeah. Like, Agreed. That, that, but this is a, this has been happening for years. Um, but that's so and- end of Augusta. This, this happened like that wave has a backy bowl on it. Like it's, it's such a blatant backy bowl, isn't it? I know, but you would you would think though that possibly, and I know it comes back to the score, and so a smart competitor is not going to do this. But you kind of saw it in Eureka with Tanner's um, invert air reverse, inverse, um, trying to push the boundaries there. Like that sort of stuff should should be heavily rewarded. If someone was to come do an air forward or reverse out of the bowl or even like a golf or something at Anafagasta that like, you know, is like, I know they're unusual moves, man, but at least there's like a point of difference. Just do something different than a backflip. I'm even willing to go down the golf pathway. No, you know what they need to fucking do? They need to get it. They need to get a plane ticket into Nathan Purcell's hot little fucking hands and get that man over there. Mate, he'd be the fucking best. He'd be the best party animal. Like, he'd get them all G'd up. They wouldn't sleep. They'd all bend it through their fucking heats. But, man, the amount of golfs he'd be pulling, 
up uh, <laughs> out in that lineup, and then back in the stands, he'd be just canning on a couple of darts in his hands. You know what I mean? That's you know, the energy mate, they he need. Would, he would, mate. He would not leave that place alive. Like he would. Just... <laughs> <laughs> yeah, he, he might piss off one of the locals. Oh, I just think he'd just go. He'd just get. You know. It would uh, consume him, the country, I think. <laughs> yeah, the, the, the party scene. I think, I think you're right, eh? It's, it'd, uh, be, it'd be winter all year round with Nathan and Chili. They'd just yeah. be, it'd be snowing on the high peaks. That would be sick, though. Like, I see a point and, um, like, it's, it, there, there is, uh, there's something missing there. And um, I, I just, when, when you do see some of the other guys do it, um, for fuck's sake, give them a score, man. Like, come on. Like, that's what they deserve for, for risking it, I reckon. 100%. Um, risking it for the biscuit. Give them the fucking score. I, I, and if they don't pull it off, that's that's their bad luck. Like so, last year, I was thinking of this today. Last year, you know, there's backies getting thrown everywhere at front on. And last year, uh, Alan Munez was going for the world title. He's from Chile, yeah? And he, he actually yep. isn't in these contests for some reason. I wonder why. But he was top three. And he did right. He did a reverse out of the bowl. It was fucking flawless. Like, it, it was perfect. He, you know, style, everything. Landed perfectly. And, like, he's got scored, but, like, man, if a backy's getting that, that should have got above that by a point for sure. Because it was so sick. And it... And it kind of didn't. And I was a bit like, oh, man, this guy's going for the world title. He's full on risking it. Um, I, I don't know. Like, just it, it just kind of got to me a little bit because it was like, that deserved a bit more than that. Like, and that's where I, the, the same conversation we're just having. It was like, really? Like, he's he's going for the world title right now and he's going for it. And, and he's just still in the that score. It just wasn't there for me. That's what I'm trying to say. <laughs> For sure. And within their reverse, you've got to manufacture your own body spinning off the lip out into the flats and then navigate a landing underneath. I know a backflip, you've still got to land, navigate a very heavy landing. Sure. You've got a lip breaking all around you. But you're going over naturally with the with like the roll of the lip almost. So when yeah. you do put yourself in that position, as long as you can just fall backwards and keep your eyes peeled and like level yourself out, you 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 have a way higher chance of making that move where an air reverse out into the flats is everything's got to come together. Your time has got to be perfect on the lip. It's got to project you up enough. It's got to project you out enough. And it's also got to allow you to land, not in the yeah. the, the death V where it just eats you up and you've got yeah. that, you know, big surge of power. You want to be landing on a on a cloud. So like it's it's yeah. It's way yeah, more difficult in, like, in my opinion. Guys are doing it with style as well, so it's just like, wow, this, this is epic, this is insane. So, yeah. that, that I think you know, point taken there, that was that's what I took away from Antofagasta. So, I kind of thought of it as if you didn't know anything about bodyboarding, you turned up and watched a couple of heats, you'd be like, oh, these guys are cool, they're doing some big moves, they're doing the same thing. And it was like they just kept it was because I was watching it, and it was like it, they were just out flipping each other, and I get that. The wave is suited to it, but I'm—I mean, we're beating a dead horse here, aren't we? No, 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 no. But no, no. And you make a good point too. The product you're selling out to the 
the public man, you know, like the WSL always talk about their product and how they market it and how they want to infiltrate different demographics and, you know, make sure that they're on the world stage and, and scaled properly. Like bodyboarding's definitely getting there with the IBC and they're doing some, some really cool things, but that in for itself sure, sure. could floor the product because as you just said, you rock up, you're a random you're just seeing flips or is that the only move they know? Oh, this wave must be really good. But why aren't they trying anything differently? You know, like there's that. Yeah. 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 So yeah. yeah. But anyway, I mean, yeah. Like we said before, like, the, the fucking riders are smart, man. They're doing what scoring. So, and that's why they're doing it. So simple as that. No, no. Smart um, competitors. All right. Yeah. So, <laughs> and, 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 solid comp. Um, very, very event. solid contest. Holy shit. 10 days. I know a lot of rounds. Eh? Like hats off to the, to the comp staff and like everyone running that show. Like that is a big, big event to hold over 10 days and turn up day in, day out and just get it done. It's, um, it's crazy that that's the biggest event. Like out of, Makes, uh, makes sense. The more I think about it, it's because of the divisions and they can all surf in it. Um, a kick is a little bit more complicated. It's a bit more tidal where they run the contest. So you kind of can't run all day. So, yeah, it does make sense, I suppose. It's unfortunate the wave's just not as good as, um, you know, the, you know, Eureka and that. But I suppose it does suit all of the divisions. So, yeah, I get it now. The more you think about it, it's cool. Man, I'm going to give that probably, that comp, four Churchills out of five. Yeah. No, I was sick. And I just and made up that scale of- there and then with Churchills. <laughs> like, I know we hadn't discussed that prior, but I just fucking threw it in there, bro. I was thinking of, like, instead of stars, what could represent bodyboarding in, like, a scalable, uh, you know, little, like, indicator? Fucking Churchills, bro. Oh, They're the number one. No, it's for sure, mate. It was just, it's a definite success, and... Uh, they 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 did they pull they they did an amazing job uh, yeah like that that's that 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 that's I mean yeah we'll talk about the tour at the end um, because there's a there's a bit to unpack there but um, as for that event it was very good so that's, quality oh, quality that's the, and everyone can go back and look at these you, you actually just look at the whole day. And you just skim through the YouTube thing. It's 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 really easy. It's good. You can see. Yeah, it it it, it is pretty good for sure. It's um yeah, it's nice, especially when you um you watch the right year. When we were, when I was going over some <laughs> things yesterday, I was actually watching 2022, and I'm like, wow, like, man, there's some quality bodyboarding in here. And I didn't realize that I, was, I had to go watch 2023. So I got I got caught up quite well. But let's move on to. Arika, my good man, and um, yeah. obviously I just said before, we're only concentrating on the men's division here, being the only division held at Arika because obviously it is quite quite a severe wave. I haven't surfed it myself, so I'd like to hear from from your words, Shawnee man. What's um what's the wave like, and what does it do? Yeah, so it's a it's a left and a right, obviously. And that's why the event is so sick because you can go both ways. The right's a little bit trickier in real life. It's it's not exactly perfect. Um, not every wave is good. A lot of surfers surf the right, and they, you know, it's more of a wally wave. Um, the good, the waves that you see where that that are good um, is actually like, wow, that that was impressive because 
Not every wave is like that. So for the guys that actually pick the good ones or they just luck into them, um, they they do like I, I I noticed that Tristan was going right a lot, and he was kind of he, he kind of had it on 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 tap really. He, he knew which wave to go, which was um, it's it's almost like some swell directions the left's good, no right, and then other swell directions the right's good and the lefts are a bit sketch. So if you see them going both, that's that's kind of yeah, like you, you'd normally think. Um, you'd just be going one way in a certain swell. But, I mean, you know, you and I aren't there, so who knows. Um, but the left is, it's pretty psycho. Like, it's dry at the end. Um, it's its cold. It's its perfect, but it's imperfect at the same time. Um, and then when it's big, it's fucking big and cold. It's, it's, it's pretty intimidating, I reckon. To, and why do they call the it? El Flopos, like as in, oh. like Arica is the place, and is, is El Flopos just the the, the wave itself? It's uh, a good question. I actually know the answer to this, and I've just forgotten it. Uh, it's got something to do with um, one of the locals or something. I can't remember. Um, El Gringo. Sorry, I, don't, I can't even remember why they called it El Gringo, actually. Um, but no, I can't remember, so I'd be lying. But. Um, it's a super unique place. Like it's out on this island, and they've created, and this this road connects to it. It's a man-made road that connects to this island, which has this wave. So it's kind of it's really unique. It's 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 crazy. It um, looks crazy, man. Every time I look at the footage, you know, you do get a bit of a bit of a shiver down your spine. Um, yeah. As as you yeah. said, like it's always quite grey. You've got that foam resting on the top of the water. You can tell it's like a real kind of fishing town like it um you know obviously yep. those those weather patterns over there too man like how is it consistently kind of overcast and um offshore and then those those onshores come up what usually around lunchtime 12 yeah, or 1 yeah every day every day in Eureka. Akika can can be glassy all day it's kind of in a bit of a, more of a cove like um you know, like they call it la isla so it's like a it's like a like an island and it it does get protected by the wind, so the the offshore the, the onshore doesn't get it as bad. Some days, other other days it is it does go onshore, but Arika cops it every single day. It's like if you ever go there, it's 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 um, Groundhog Day. It's crazy. You wake up, you go surfing, you surf till it's onshore. You go and eat, you sleep, maybe go to a party, and then you do it again the next day. It sounds like a pretty damn good lifestyle, if you ask me. It's it's fucking amazing, <laughs> and they 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 eat heaps of hot dogs. I don't know if you like hot dogs, but they like really hot dogs over there. Yeah, yeah, it's wow. You go to these little hot dog stands, and you get a completo, and it's got like everything on it, and you sit in there. It's like fuck, it's a trip, man. A couple of little Chilean dogs on the run, <laughs> pretty much. And the parties That's are epic, it. like the big, big, big fuck off nightclubs that I this disco techo going, like the the reggaeton music, and it's it's wild, mate. Like that, like I'm talking like a a massive club here in Australia, and they're full. Like it's 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 crazy. They love to party. Such so, a cool, yeah, unique anyway. dance culture. That's epic. But speaking about the wave, Sean, and you're saying how the right's a little bit imperfect and. and Fickle, I guess, but when it does come together, it offers that amazing bowl. Can we all just reference 
You know, I've got to give a shout out to Jacob Romero here. Can we all just reference mm. that comp? I can't remember exactly what year it was when he drove off the bottom of a 12 foot right pretty much and launched himself into the stratosphere like no man on a bodyboard has ever gone before. Can we, like, if you're listening to this podcast right now, you need to stop, you need to pause, and you need to go to Jacob Murray's Instagram or on YouTube and just type it in because he he defies what most people think is possible on a bodyboard. It's fucking mental. Yeah, like, that was, that was number one. It was balls to the wall. Like, that was crazy. But that was exactly what I was talking about, where everything came together. So he would have turned into that wave, and it was the one. You know what I mean? But it's whether you would have wanted to do that or not. Like, I think if I was on that wave, I would have <laughs> done a nice hard cutty and gone straight or something. But he just went for it, man. He was the right man for the job on that wave because between him and Hub, um, that was insane. Yeah, insane. Oh insane like rubber man like literally limbs just made of jelly and could just fly high with no consequences like i i know jake has been been injured from hitting big sections because he does it on a regular basis but it seems to me that he just comes away unscathed nine out of ten times and what he does is you need to just look at that footage again and realize like we just talked about the wave is super heavy it's got a gnarly reef it's 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 in an isolated little island out off the coast. Like it's, um, I'm, I'm sure there would. And be it's cold, man. Nearby, it's cold. Yeah, you but... got to remember that when it's fucking cold, it makes everything harder. Yeah, yeah. The environment's nowhere near as giving, eh? Yeah, like you you land and you it hurts. <laughs> fucking so, hectic. Respect. Well, man. Like I mean that that's I mean yeah like so that. The right, the, the left is, it's, uh, uh, let me clarify with some of these guys on these lefts, um, like, yeah, cause I haven't been there in a long time, but it, no one's launching off those ramps. Like maybe today they are like back when I went, um, you see those bowls, but everyone was like, Ugh, no, I'm not going to, I'm not going to do that. Like it's crazy because it was <laughs> like, it's kind of dry. And <laughs> I mean, like I said, it's cold and whatever, but, um, the some of like the I mean don't get me started on Tanner's wave in the final the but that that was actually fucking nuts man because he went out into the flats. Um, oh the yeah. the invert air reverse. Yeah, I mean I don't know if you want to go there, but that's kind of trotting trotting ahead. But fuck me, that was wild. Um, what Tanner's invert air reverse or the yeah the air reverse yeah. out of the bowl? No, no, the invert air reverse. That was it was insane, wasn't it? Straight, straight close out on a like. There's not much water there, and it was a. It had that inside heaviness to it, you know, like where it was like a, um, kind of really drawing off the reef, and he just fucking went for it, eh? Yeah, you could tell too. You're so right. The whole wave held up perfectly, where the end section didn't like run away from it; just ran towards him and held up the whole ocean behind him. It was fucking magical. They're the ones in real life that you're looking at and you and you you're mind surfing. You're like, oh, how good's that one? And 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 you just picture someone doing an air. And I could only imagine in real life watching this contest, you'd be like, this is sick. Like they're actually hitting them. So, oh man, um, he blew 
blew the roof off the competitors area when he did that inverted reverse one for the wow factor and two for the disregard yeah. of the safety safety clause in the heat of like well you need a 4.75 or whatever do the safe move of like yeah. barrel and roll or like do you know you, you know what I mean? I'm, I'm not saying from the viewership um standpoint that it, it wasn't amazing i'd like to see him do that time and time again but it really showed that in that moment i don't know if this is tanner's mindset but like he he went progression over safety or safely uh, safely competing where like i yeah. i i i back it so much but then i also see the other side of like where a true competitor would be like well you needed this score so you needed to do this you know yeah, so there's, I, there's two i'm sides. tripping on it a bit like it was so sick to watch but in, if you actually watch the heat of that moment like he was he, i mean he could have won that final he he only needed a four and a half it was it was towards the end of the heat pierre he kind of had his strategy like he was catching the he, he caught two bombs in the quarters, semis and finals and, and, and that got him through and, and it just worked perfectly for him. And it was, I'm just like, I, I don't know. Like I'm just, I'd love to know what he was thinking. Like was, did he just kind of do that as a, Oh, I'm not going to make this. So fuck it. I'm just going to do something sick. Like, I'm, do like I a Hail Mary like almost. Kind of like, I did, or did he actually go, Oh, I could do this. Like, I'm, yeah, but if he held that, it. if he held that invert, he wasn't getting no less than a six. Yeah, I, well, I mean, he was up for a tough landing, and he would have known that. Like, I do believe in Arika, they do board you if you bounce, which you, you know what I mean. So, like, if he bounces, kind of lands, and then the wave goes over the top of you, which it would have. I. Like I'm wondering whether he, oh fuck, I don't know, man. It 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 was heavy, like it was a heavy wave. You know what I mean? It was, yeah, all round, and ultimately decided the final, man. Because you had but, Pierre, yeah. as he said, took the um took his strategy to the final, got those two barrels, and that were nice, yeah. you know, clean, well ridden barrels. But you could sense that Tanner was pushing harder, and I'm I'm not. And this might be the Pierre's credit where his like maturity and his strategy played into his own hands there and, and, and won the heat in a smart fashion where Tanner was just going balls to the wall and just wanting to do the, the, the biggest and the best um, move, which is, which is really cool to see too. So unfortunate for Tanner not getting the win, but a huge tick for bodyboarding sure. in general, because man, you watch that as a spectator, like he's doing two moves in the air at once. And the best thing about his attempt was, it wasn't like a half invert into an air reverse. It was a proper fucking stretched out invert yeah. into an air reverse. And that's like, you got to have serious projection to be able to even do that. Yeah. He, I I honestly think that Pierre got out of, out of jail in that final because that yeah. Tanner had it in his hand, really. He had a nine and all he needed was something bigger than a five. Like if he had got a seven, it was game over for Pierre. And I see, like, Tanner gets sevens in his sleep, really. So yeah. it, it just, like, was, like, it was it, – another thing to mention, like, the, the semi before it, Tanner and Amore was the best heat of the whole event, hands down. And there was a lot of good energy in that in that heat with the waves. 
And then it, I kind of found that it kind of went one heat was good. One heat was not as good. And then it, it, that was a, it was kind of a bit of a pattern. Which and almost can happen the, too. I swear to God, when you watch sure. pipe comp sometimes like that, you can feel that. And a lot of competitors will be stoked when they see a heat before theirs that had not many waves because the chances of waves coming in their heat are, are bolstered. And unfortunately, the final fell on that side of that. Yeah, Mother Nature just couldn't really. Six and a half, and he got a, yeah, like he got a six and a half, and he got a seven point two five, which is which is fantastic. He he had his strategy and 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 it worked, but um, Tanner Tanner did that air rev out of the bowl, which was fucking unbelievable. Um, he landed. That was just it. It it was almost too good because it looked. He made it look so easy, but it was Man, the most he made it look that easy. Thing. The commentator, the um, his tag on Instagram's Mumble Mania. I've forgotten his name at the moment, but a great commentator, um, nonetheless. He made it look that easy that his first impressions of the move were, and I was stunned by this when I was listening to the to the to the event, in the final. Um, a nice clean air reverse there from Tanner. Like a nice, yeah, he said like a nice yeah. little clean air verse something. I'm like, bro, that's yeah, not yeah, little. That's little, like, little. He said oh my. little. I remember that. Oh, and I was oh, kind of just shaking my head going, brah, 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 brah. He's sending himself to the moon there. Like the, give him credit where credit's due. Yeah, it was almost as good as it gets really. Like I understand that there was, there was I don't know how big those waves were. They were you know, they were eight, at least eight foot pits. Um, For sure. It wasn't. Those outside waves, but the inside ledge, they're almost like might be a little bit smaller in, in, in height, but they're heavier. And and that's what one of those waves that's that that wave. And he just went for it, man. Like it was so sick. He just landed perfectly. I, I couldn't I was tripping on it. It was epic. Man, but you know what else I was tripping on, Sean? And like He's, he's done it time and time again, so I really shouldn't be surprised. But now in headgear, which is also epic, because it's it um well not epic, but I mean it's it's a it's a smart move from Amore because of all the um you know the the recent loss of life in the Grand Canaria with his um good friend passing due to a, a head knock out there. Man, some of the tens that he was throwing down through his barrel riding was just yeah. incredible, and that barrel in that semi final to flip and then roll was ridiculous, man. Like he came out of that barrel like a smoking bullet and just hit that top lip, flared the legs like a French frog and just just twist himself around and then got in before the shallow section another roll. Like how many people did you see doing three moves like with a barrel being included out of Rika? Yeah, for sure. He, he, uh, him and Tanner were the, with a massive standout. So it was, it was actually a bit of a shame they had to meet. Well, I mean, they met pretty late, but it would have been pretty cool to see them meet in the final because they kind of seemed like they were the the standouts, don't you think? I, I, oh, I, man, I, 100%. I thought Maxim Casillo still surfed really good and Pierre always does. I would like to see Jared sure. Houston go um, a little bit further. I guess he was in round four where there was – you know, eight rounds at the start, and then it went into your quarters, semis, and finals. So, you know, it'd been great to see Jerry go a bit further because yeah. we all know what he can do. But you, you, you bang on, man. And the only other person I'd like to give mention to was probably Matias Diaz. Yeah, bruh. he's my boy. Did you know that? 
So, yeah, no, I'm, I remember you mentioned he surfs sick, man. Like he's 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 up and coming. Like I think he's got real potential. That kid. Fuck, mate! I was in a kicker ten years ago. It was 2013, and I had a bit of a camera set up, and and we we I was shooting photos of him, and he, him and his brother uh, Nicholas, they're the nicest kids in the world, and and actually um. Unfortunately, his, his his dad passed away. Just I saw that the Antofagasta contest, which was oh man, that would have been so heavy. But um, so like I mean, he's showing up with with grief as well. So it's pretty that that would have been really hard. You know what I mean? Um, but I was like, you know, when you see a rider and you're like, oh, I haven't seen this in a while. Like something really good and. He was that guy for me ten years ago. Like in in because in Chile, there's so many riders. Like they're everywhere and they're all really good. But he kind of just really stood out, and he was young, and his style was sick. And I was so stoked for him in this contest. Like in that quarterfinal, I've got to say he had who was he surfing against? He was surfing against Tanner, arguably the best guy in the contest, and. He had the two best waves in that heat. He just didn't complete those two waves. Like, he got the two best ones. Um, unfortunately for him, he got one massive pit, and it just clipped him on the way in. But he, if he made that, it was a – I mean, they were throwing 10s out everywhere, so it was definitely a 10. And then, the, I don't know, did you see the pit that Eriverse he did? It was, I didn't, no. Nah. Which one was that? So he does – he gets it, it – it's on the highlights. He get he's on a pink board. He gets a pit, kind of a TP pit, and he comes out with heaps of speed and just whacks this air reverse. He lands, and because he was going so fast, he couldn't the wave load up while he was going faster, and it overtook him. So he kind of like this, the wave didn't go at his speed. If that makes sense. Um, yeah, for sure. Yeah, and he just couldn't handle it. Like it, it was perfection. He he landed in the flats. Um, oh, maybe he would have got a big score. Oh, I, but he he had he he went for him. He went for Tanner. It was it was a really that's actually a really good heat to go back and watch. That's in the that's in quarterfinal heat three. Uh, yeah, with Tanner yeah. McDaniel. So yeah, dude, um, and that's almost um, not like a changing of the guard or like whatever, because Tanner's really established himself as a world title threat, you know, like or world um, title contender, sorry. Like he's, he's, you know, him and Tristan really at the moment probably sit the highest in my mind of taking out the 2023 IBC title. But, um, you know, Matisse Diaz is where Tanner was maybe like five years ago. You know what I mean? Like yeah. knowing that he yeah. is a special talent, but not being able to put together heats as well as he would like just because of the inexperience of being in the rashy. And now where you see Tanner, and I know we spoke about the inverse in the final, it might not have been the smartest tactical decision, but you can see in heats now that Tanner, Tanner's a lot more comfortable. He knows he's meant to be there and he's, um, he's executing where Matias Diaz certainly deserves to be there and I'm, I I would hope that he, he believes himself to be there because he certainly has the skill and it's just bringing the mindset and the competitive strategy to it now, I guess, that will just come with experience. 
Yeah, for sure. I mean, that would have been a massive moment for him to even be in that heat and to 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 bring it to bring it on. Do you know what I mean? So like, it didn't come together for him. But like I said, I reckon he had the best two waves in the heat. That's a massive uh, lot of confidence for him. The, the next time, if he sticks those two waves, he's going to beat, in my opinion, Tano is the best bodyboarder in the world right now. So that's that. Hats off to him and 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 to Tanner as well. Far out. I, I Wait, can't does it have? How good they are. <laughs> I know. I know. The standard stepped up. Does it have shades? And I know I'm throwing back to surfing here, so please excuse me. But does it have shades of Jiao Chanka versus John John Florence last year at Bells <laughs> and just started yeah, trying like rising to bring it, up. it? Like you know what yeah, I mean? He's just like I'm under here. I've got to beat the best guy in the world. I'm going for this, and and I. I that's what happened, man. The, I honestly reckon the it, it, the heavy conditions and it just kind of just got him. Just it was only just so. Like if you watch the heat, it's um it's definitely worth a watch. That the, the whole court from the quarters to the final, you could watch the whole thing and just skip through the lulls because every single heat is insane. Even the the first one, Max Maxime versus Sammy Moratino, that was sick. Yeah, I watched that one. Uh, that was good. A, did you see Sammy got a really good right? He did this, like he did this flip, and then he did this like roll thing. It was kind of like a face roll. It was kind of it's like a it was off a bit of chop, and it was like, oh yeah, that's cool. But then he goes into the next section and then watches this massive invert. I'm like, whoa, that was pretty sick. Like, yeah, yeah, he but, was he was fully mixing it up. I remember um Maxim too in that heat opening up with two pretty quick. Big scores too. Like he was kind of just yeah. finger on the pulse there, eh? Yeah, he was on. It was good. He he um he, he surfed really good. That guy. Um the the other one that was really close was uh, Pierre versus Tristan in the quarters. Um, Tristan he, he he nearly got him right at the very end. It was it was wild, man. It, it's actually. Like it's really worth worth watching that whole heat because you think it's you kind of think it's all over, but then like I said, man, Tristan's a, a world champion, and he he doesn't give up until the last second, mate. And he just didn't. He got a nine. He needed a nine point four, and I think he got a he got a nine. Yeah, so, he's one of the fiercest competitors I've ever seen. Eh? There's fire in that 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 man's eye, like serious burning <laughs> fucking fire. I mean, that's something you got to take from him, though, that he just doesn't give up. Like, don't go, oh, man, I'm spewing like I lost. Like, Pierre got a 9-5, it's over. It's like, no, 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 it's not over, mate. Just keep going. Yeah, Sick. just send it. Just bring that fucking sapphire competitiveness to the table and just lay it down. I mean, I've never met a more competitive bunch than the South Africans, eh? From beach cricket sure. to bodyboarding to soccer to card games to, oh, <laughs> man, anything. Those those fellas are on it and they're on you if they see any weakness. They smell you out like a pack of hyenas. And I reckon Tristan's yeah. fucking on that level, man. Like he smells – Fear and weakness, you know, like you just see it in that man's eyes. He's only twenty-three, man. He's only twenty-three. What? Are you joking? You know, Tristan's only twenty-three. I'm so, just gonna say that again. Twenty-three, and he's a two-time yeah. world champion already. I know this. How old's Tanner? 
I better just quickly look that up. Let me just let me just make sure that Tristan definitely is twenty three because I'm ninety nine percent sure, but I don't want to. Because Amori's definitely that young. I know that for a fact. I don't. I don't I'm not gonna. I'm not gonna say what his age is. Um, Pierre. I used to always look at Pierre. He was just the grommet, but he, he's probably getting older now too. I suppose he'd be maybe getting to thirty. Something 30 ish. Um, yeah. Okay. I just got Tristan Lee. Tristan Lee Roberts was born on the 31st of January 1997. Oh my God. No. So then I've got it wrong, bro. He's 26. Yeah. That sounds way more believable. When I was saying 23 to myself, I was like, bro, there's no way winning two world titles. I mean, he obviously could have. Possibly with COVID out of the way, he probably could have. But still, even 26, to have, you know, that much maturity when it comes to competition, it's insane. No, it's insane. So just to and, – and, and just to put this into, um, like, like, think about this. So in this contest, a little bit confusing, I'm not going to lie. I, I would just love someone to tell me how this all works. But there is a lot of heats. Oh, my God. Um, yeah, surfed seven times in this contest. That's a lot of heats, man. For yeah, like, he must be exhausted. Uh, and then he had to he, come from round so, five, so he had round five, six, seven, eight, yeah, and then quarter semis finals, yeah, seven. So there's a there's a rapid charge heat, it goes round five. Round five is non elimination, as far as I can see. So you can't lose if you lose, unless. Someone tells me that maybe fourth place gets knocked out. I'm not sure. Uh, yeah. I, I can't find it anywhere. I don't know. But I know that if you won your heat in round five, you go to round seven. And then round six is basically a repercharge. And it's a three-man repercharge. So because a few guys lost. Um, I think um, Mac, 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 Maxine lost. He got fourth. He's in his round five heat, which is, you know, it's interesting. Man, bloody bloody open. Don't know if I kind of like, um, I don't, I don't know about that. Yeah, oh, fuck, it's just so many heats, mate. So many, oh, there's a lot of people. Um, oh, another thing we were going to mention that we haven't yet. How many Australians are in this contest, Luke O'Connor? Yeah, yeah, it's a bit of a downside, Sean. <laughs> I don't want to half about it too much, but yeah, it's hard to see um, these World Tour comps going down without any sort of Aussie flag flying amongst the competitors. I mean, I can I can understand it from both sides. I can understand the history of the sport. I can understand the the money situation right now, how much it is to travel, then where the comps are located as they're predominantly around South America and Europe um, with the exception of the Maldives, I guess. So like you've got, you've got a lot of barriers there um, presented, you know, in front of a young Australian who wants to kind of go and chase their dreams on a bodyboard already before you even pack your bags and hit the road. So yeah, I I don't really know. I'm actually, where to go from, with well, it, you know what I mean? I'll be actually interested to see how many people do the whole tour because it would be quite expensive. 
Like, yeah. I mean, if you're from South America, okay, you, you save that chunk because you can just travel around South America. And then you've got to go to, uh, well, the Mount Ives is hard for everyone to get to, really. So that's, but apparently that's one of the best stops. That apparently was a massive success last year. So that's cool. Uh, and then it goes to South Africa and then back up to Morocco. So it's kind of like, yeah, man, uh, it's, it's a lot going on there. Uh, yeah, it's full on. It's full on. I mean, I ho- hope in the future there can be, um, there can be the adoption of uh, at least a Pacific event. I guess I know you've got the Maldives there, and that would like tick it off. But any sort of like you know maybe back to I know they've got the Sandy Pro in in, in Hawaii too. So I, I don't want to take away from that, but back a pipe in Hawaii yeah. or at a location yeah, exactly. in Australia where you could find an incredible wave with, um, you know, some real wow factor. We've got so many, so many slabs, so many bowls, um, you know, just needs a little bit of work to be put in down here and we could really put on a show for the rest of the world. So yeah, I really do feel like in the future, um, you know, it'd be great to see Australia involved in, in world-class bodyboarding again. Cause right now it seems we're, um, we're dragging the chain a little bit. Well, non-existent, really. There's no one there. Not one guy. Mm, it's crazy it's to say. Problem, I'm actually man. kind of almost speechless of it, really, about, about it. Sorry, because it's eight like... rounds. Quarter semis and final, and there was not one Australian in that whole thing. Like, and it's the sickest comp. Um, like, I get it. It's a long way away. But they do make it a little bit attractive because you can go, you go to Antofagasta. You can actually go to Iquique, Antofagasta, and then Brazil. So you could do it all in one trip. So, I mean, if you want to be a, if you want to get on it, like, just got to, I suppose you just got to have the money to be able to do it. That's that's the biggest problem. I, I'm tripping. I, I can't see with that schedule how. Like obviously in the earlier rounds, they're all mainly guys from Brazil. Uh, sorry, Brazil, Chile and Brazil, and you know from South America, and they just want to go on the event. But as for the back end, I'd be interesting to see how many people stick in, stick with it, really, because of it's basically just because of money. Like that'd be expensive to do all of that, in my opinion. Yeah, definitely, especially in this day and age with COVID prices now after the airlines are shut down and they're trying to recoup some of their losses. It's, yeah, it's not a not a kind landscape currently, currently, Mr. Sean Gregory Cooper. But on that note, sir, I think we've um, spoken our minds in depth on the uh, South American leg or the continued South American leg of the 2023 IBC World Tour this year. I want to thank you for coming on and um giving us your time bro and 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 your insights it's been it's been great and we should probably do it again we should probably make this a regular Not a problem, mate. 100 percent. let's do it after brazil i'm i'm psyching can't wait to watch it yeah. bloody uh, dissect it mash it up get it back out there to listeners and hopefully put a little sprinkle of of um aussie spirit on there in the in the near future eh let's fucking get some aussies back <laughs> on the sure. tour mate come All on right? boy what the fuck are you 
are you doing? Get Come on, fucking G up, G up. I'm looking at fucking Liam Lucas. I'm looking at I, I, I'm looking at all of them. Like, come I'm on, looking at Lucky Hearn. I'm looking at Jack Baker. I'm looking at everyone. Just going, put your fucking fingers out, boys. Do we have to get you in the back room and give you a little roughing up, just to, just to just to let you know where you're at with the scene? You got what to be representing. Yeah, true, true. I think Louis. But see, Louis's done so much already on that tour. I know he had to go again last year. I mean, he probably could win it. The sh- but he's had injuries and all that, but. He he he's our boy. Like true, on, true. It, You're not a man. Yeah, his skill level, his fitness, his dedication to it all. He's a he's a proper proper athlete. That dude. Nah, for sure. Liam Lucas as well. He's got everything that 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 comes to the table for all of this. Um, there's heaps of guys really. Um, so let's get back on it. I say. Let's get some encouragement up the guts and just. Onwards and upwards, boys. Onwards and upwards. Yeah, boys. All right, right, buddy. Speak soon. Thanks for for having me. Happy days, Coops. It was all a pipe dream. Watching bodyboarding up on TV.